She won Most Talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. We're doing a Zoom call right now, and we're broadcasting to the World Wide Web about our hashtag Free Britney campaign. You may be a part of it, too. Maybe something that's interested you. Uh, Darren and uh, Matthew Clanton are the producers. Whitney is down there on the bottom right. And then Caitlin will hop on in just a minute. I'm going to follow this on Facebook. If you've got any questions or comments, we should be going live from my account any minute now. There we are. Um, if you've got any questions or comments, send them in. We'll address those. And then those of you watching on YouTube, glad to have you. We're going to upload this podcast, and it is a, you know, it is also a podcast version. Great thing about audio. And we will upload that on Sunday because it's 4th of July, our independence, and we're talking about Britney's independence. Whitney, can you hear me now, girl? I can hear you and I'm here. Sorry, you can't see my face yet. I'm trying to figure that out. She's trying to figure out that out. Well, let me introduce Whitney Bauer. Whitney is our legal expert because as an attorney, she hasn't just let this lay by the wayside. This is something that she has put full focus in because we discuss it. I mean, we're hashtagging the Free Britney. My cousin Caroline's watching right now in her Free Britney t-shirt. And I mean, we've all kind of had fun with this conversation. But we really are serious in that how can this happen in this day and age? Caitlin is hopping on right now. Caitlin is coming to us from uh, Southern California where the weather's perfect all the time. What up, girl? Hi. The great thing about Caitlin is she and I have never met in person, but we're the best virtual friends. I don't feel like that's even like, I don't know. I, I feel like, I, I don't know. It doesn't ever occur to me that we've never been in the same room, ever. I know, because Caitlin uh, and I uh, worked together on a project last year, had so much fun, and the minute I talked to her on the phone, she had, uh, she what, one of the funniest people you'll ever talk to, but her <laughs> smart-ass ability is way up there, and she's gifted. Out of one to 10, she's a 10 on the smart-ass scale. So oh, I am so glad this worked out today. I mean, that is Great. That was great. What an introduction. Thank you. Okay. She's also uh, a podcaster, a comedian, and a true crime producer of true crime, of uh, different media, true crime. And Whitney's uh, hiding behind her uh, fancy bougie console there. So we were talking about it. So Whitney, since the legal expert, define to all of us what conservatorship is and why are we just now hearing about it? And why didn't Shia LaBeouf why isn't he in a conservatorship? Why isn't like we're all Kanye. the crazy people? Yeah, what about Kanye? Kanye? Also, great meeting you, Whitney. Good <laughs> nice to meet you. Good to meet you. Um, you know, a conservatorship you often hear in terms of someone that cannot make decisions for themselves and for themselves and someone that is not is a danger to themselves. So that's really what what happened when this was put into place back in 2008 is that you were seeing somebody that was, you know, from what we saw in the news, we were seeing somebody that was out of control and allegedly was spending money like crazy. And, you know, we don't really know exactly what was going on. We just know how it was portrayed in the tabloid. So when you're seeing that from the outside, and I can remember thinking about it in 2008 and thinking that's probably what she needs, you know, I mean, 
that's probably what he's this, this was after the whole head shaving after right? yeah yeah so yeah. that's when we all knew that was her final straw like we just thought there was a meltdown and understandably so y'all i mean she was worked she was worked like crazy i have such a hard time even gauging that i mean like from the outside um i i can't disagree with what you're what's being said here i mean she looked like she was off the rails like she was really going crazy yeah but compared to like let's take whitney houston for example right. in that famous 2020 interview i think it was 2020 where she was, was. sweating bullets saying crack is whack crack is whack crack is whack you know um th- there wasn't an attempt at that point uh and right. i think that you know the other thing is this is like i mean whitney you can correct me if i'm wrong here but these conservatorships can be weaponized especially to the in the elderly community i think that's why this is like a strange conversation because she's young and whatnot but this is like how people take advantage of people's money as they get older all the time and once you sign that conservatorship it's hard to get out of it very blood yeah it's definitely blood now do we know and it's really none of our business but does she have a diagnosis is she bipolar schizophrenic do we know I think we've heard all things. And I think what we've heard most commonly is bipolar. And, you know, you hear that a lot. I mean, I think there are a lot of people that are diagnosed. There are a lot of people that are undiagnosed. Um, But, you know, we're we're looking at a system here that confers financial benefit on people that have control over whether or not the arrangement continues. So if you look at the flow of money here, you see it on every side of this. Even Sam, Sam Ingham, her lawyer, court-appointed attorney, he is court-appointed, but he still does get money from this. He derives income from her staying under the conservatorship. So, because if her conservatorship is ended, then so does his represent, representation of her. So, oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, how, how does the court not uh, then admit that there's a conflict of interest with the very man who is taking over her finances happens to be her manager. Like, wh- why didn't the court look at that and go, you know what, we might need a third party. But like, how, how has not anybody looked at that and thought that was out of well, balance? Well, that's why you see so many different parties involved, you know, because Bessemer Trust is is involved and that is literally what Bessemer, Bessemer Trust does. I mean, they they run a, a trust and they are involved in these type of t- these types of cases. So that's that's what you see that they are involved and then the dad is over her. The dad's over her finances. Jody Montgomery is the one over her person. Um, and but every single one of them are gaining monetarily from this. Even the person that is supposed to be independent of the conservatorship and supposed to be on her side, Sam Ingham, you know, she didn't get to choose him. That's who is, he's also gaining money from it. So every single person, I guess the only person really in this that isn't gaining money one way or the other is the judge. Because she, that, that we know of. Yeah, that like, we know of. That there, we know there, of. I mean, yeah, there, not, there's something about this that is so well, crazy. Uh, Here's the thing. The, the one part of this conversation that I won't entertain is the illusion that this, that the criminal justice system isn't always ultimately a financial conversation at the end of the day. There are plenty of people 
that have had their freedoms much more bluntly taken away from them simply because they took plea deals that were incentivized by the fact that the courts couldn't afford to give them a fair trial. So now they're never going to say that to this person, but you know, if you're sitting in the hot seat, you take this plea deal, it benefits the court for you to take the plea deal to go to prison. So I think we're having a a larger conversation about freedom in general with someone like Britney Spears, because I think it's striking a chord in that, you know, for me, she, you know, that she was a formative person, you know, in my life and came, came along at a formative time in my life and, you know, opened up conversations about sexuality and controversy and, you know, controversy and religion even, and, um, virtue, you know, and then, and then, I mean, I think the Hulu documentary did a pretty okay job of explaining how her image was completely deteriorated after a certain amount of time. Um, And I love the part where they get into how Justin Timberlake got off scot-free with just a bunch of crap. That's a whole other Oprah. Right. That that was great because he's he's like microwave Michael Jackson anyway. I don't care, you know, whatever. But, oh my but I, I just, I think, I think the important part to talk about here is, you know, there is always a vested interest in making sure vulnerable people, inconvenient people, um, are put away, uh, shoved out of society. You know, it's it's a good thing on some level that this is happening because of what you're saying, Whitney, is that it shows the. I mean, you can't even say conflict of interest. I don't even know what this qualifies as. This is a conflict. <laughs> it's novel. beyond that. And this is a nightmare. And um, if someone like Britney Spears can't get out of this, what hope does, you know, a little lady named Pearl in Boca Raton have? Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's happening it's, for much less money all over the country right now. <laughs> it's the movie I Care A Lot. Did you see that? The Diane Weist I Care yeah. A Lot movie? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 the players are different. Right. It's the fact that somebody is against their will having to perform. And that's when Britney Spears said it was it was like she's a sex slave. It is sex trafficking. What's being what happens to her and that being held against her will. People watching her 24 seven has absolutely no privacy. They're the the least decent people on the planet to sit there and want to watch her as she gets undressed, as she takes her handful of pills that she says, you know, she doesn't even know what she needs. Because remember, her other doctor died. The one who died was the one a couple of years ago. But again, it's not anyone like, if you and I, Caitlin, want to go to a doctor, we choose our doctor. We choose somebody we have Well, well we choose a doctor that our insurance company allows us. That are, that are, that's right. Within that list, we choose somebody. But with her, none of it. It's, it's almost the handmaid's tale for... Um, you know, washed up rock stars. Not almost. Stars. Not no. almost. Okay. Not 100%. She is living that. And the yeah. other thing is, I just think that this is a good time to have a larger conversation about who decides the kind of healthcare we get in general. Like, and also, I'll say this too. We have been talking about hiding away inconvenient women in literature and in television for a very long time. It's just presented to us as this anomalous thing that happens that women get locked away in an attic for their, I mean, the woman in white is a great, a beautiful novel about this exact thing that happens to somebody. So anyway, I'm getting way too nerdy for this conversation, but I just, I'm annoyed at the larger conversation being 
how, where, when. It's like the answer is always. It has always been this way. <laughs> it's just but not why? Well, go ahead, Whitney. Oh, I, I, that way, I wasn't. I wasn't trying. Okay. I, I was going to talk. Just you go ahead, and then I'll come after you. Well, I was just thinking that why then, if we have um, a system that's involved, that we have Health and Human Services or DHS or whatever you call that, that why isn't anyone from that part of the government, she's in California, um, coming in, maybe doing welfare checks. Like, why is she so protected from her, from it's herself? I say that because, you know, that's what I was thinking about. Of, and, I, and I have thought about that with this is that, you know, you have, when there's a child, you know, you hear about right. them getting appointed a guardian ad litem that is appointed by the court. They're paid by the government, by the state government. And they don't have a vested interest either way, like where the child goes or, or what they get in return. And so that's why I think you have a big difference here is that every side, there there is a vested interest on it, on the conservatorship running in place on every side. So if I think that this is going to evolve into a bigger conversation around changing the system, because the system in itself is just so flawed, there should be something similar to a guardian ad litem and it might there might be in some states but there should be something similar to that in this case that's that's not financially paid um at all that's paid no matter what happens um well i mean then you get into the conversation about state you know, state-funded employees injecting themselves into situations where they're in levels of wealth that they can't comprehend. And I, I mean, Britney Spears has lived her whole life worrying what the bellhop is being bribed. I mean, every single wow. person that she encounters is, you know, it's it's really funny because Lisa, you and I met working on a project about a family member that tried to obtain conservatorship over her sister and it wasn't that hard right and once it happens it's that's it and i've i've watched in my own family i've watched caregivers that are hired by outside you know you would you would think a third party completely support but we're not paying these people very much money I mean, that's the reality for what they're doing, for taking care of our loved ones, wiping their butt, cleaning up their poop. And, you know, they're not being paid the kind of money that's going to stand in the face of some creep that is clearly around Britney Spears. That, that can't be swayed. I'm so, I mean, I, I, is that too cynical? I don't know. No, no, it's it, you're being a realist about this because you've seen it and yeah. you've seen it on both sides. For $1,500. Like, I'm not ta- like, you know, not not like the kind of money that Jamie Spears is in, you know, living off of, you know, and millions, 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 it's crazy. It's, it's great. But you're right. I mean, Whitney, I, what do we do? Like what, where do we start? Well, did you see where Matt Gates, the representative from Florida is asking Brittany to come testify before Congress? If they let her, if right. they let her off her leash long enough, they probably won't let her. Oh, it'd be great to have Matt Gates talk about other women that would love to testify in Congress, too. That'd be great. <laughs> While you're up. How Matt. ironic. Who Matt, else you got? Matt, Who else you're open to this process, there's a couple other ladies I'd like to hear from. I okay. wonder why he's doing that.
let's start right let's start the conversation though if i don't know what congressional support would help her because there's a court system in california that right. obviously has the final say in this so whitney then in these cases and caitlin kind of alluded to it is it a blood oath once you have the conservatorship and probably no one told whitney uh whitney uh Brittany, that in the beginning that sister you're in it for the long haul if you sign away on this but are they hard to reverse Whitney I think we're seeing that for sure I mean different states have different laws and you know California you would definitely think they have uh, more stringent regulations in place for this but they obviously don't and I don't know when you say sign off in the beginning I don't know that I mean I think that's the whole idea that she never has signed off on this I mean she probably was at a place where she needed care, you know, right. in 2008. And she mm-hmm. it probably was, I think it was even during her time that she was admitted to the hospital on a 5150. And so when you have that situation, you don't sign off on that. That's just because you're a danger to yourself. And so, so it's a court order. So in the beginning, it was a court, court order. order. Yeah. And he, so her dad filed the original petition. I, I don't know if it was while she was under the 5150 hold, but he yeah, filed it within that time frame. Probably. And so um, basically the judge hears, you know, the evidence about that. And then if they order it until they order that it, that it go away, it's going to remain in place. And so that's what we saw. I think yesterday, and I, I believe the pleadings are sealed because I wasn't able to find them, but I I did read that her attorney, Sam Ingham, did petition to terminate. Um, what, what's, to, what's he in a hurry about now? I mean, we've been, right? This has been going on for 13 years or however long it's been. Well, I think, too, you're seeing, you know, you saw also yesterday, that the judge denied um, the request to remove her dad, Jamie uh, Spears, from from the, the whole deal. The judge denied it, but that was from an old order. That was from an old old request. So that was a request that was back in November. Um, so you're not seeing something new. I think people might have seen that headline and thought, "Oh goodness, you know, the judge already ruled." That's just from an old. Um, an old filing that took place in November. Okay, this is Caitlin. the most important point that's being made right now because the way the news that's breaking, the way it looks, is that this ruling is connected to what we saw. And my understanding is that's not true. It's not. That's that is that is not true. That there was a pleading filed in November, and in that pleading, that is where she sought to have her dad removed. In November? We're just now talking about this? Yeah. Well, I don't know why it wasn't ruled on up until yesterday, but the one thing that I thought was that it's possible that the judge um, has, now that the judge has the petition to terminate the conservatorship, they need to get all these other requests out of the way. So we need to, we need to answer these pleadings. We need to get an order in saying, we're denying this so that she can grant termination of the entire thing. That's my wishful thinking. There's a hearing on the 14th. And, you know, at that time, I think we're going to, we won't, because I don't know that it'll be public, but I think that's when each side will present evidence. And it looks like there will be three sides because you're going to have Jamie Spears, Jody Montgomery, and then Brittany and her attorneys. So where has Jamie Spears been in any press 
Have we heard from him? He lives in Louisiana and he is running his catering business. It's called something crazy. I don't remember what it is. Oh, he finally got a job? Well, I'm sure he Oh, she's her job. Yeah, she's the job. Yeah, ish. He lives in an RV. Uh, He lives in an RV and he has his catering truck. So things aren't great for him. Uh, Maybe, you know, when she stopped performing, um, I watched her Vegas show in person right before she stopped. So she stopped. That's so good. Yeah, she's the best. But even from that show, I knew, and this was in, I don't know, 2018 maybe? It was right before the last one that she stopped. Um, From that show, I knew I could see it on her face. Her voice was different. She was completely going through the motions. I mean, going through the motions because she was essentially being made to work. And I was reading an article the other day about how her dad gets a take or was getting a percentage of income from her touring merch. I mean, everything. I think it was like uh, something around 2%. Don't quote me on that because um, I'm not sure. It might have been 2.9. I don't know. But anyway, if she's the Vegas tour, I mean, that was tons of money. 2% of that is a good living. So, so she's an indentured servant. That's what she's just done. Does she get any income? Do they allow her to have an allowance? Um, does anyone know? Um, I think she does. I'm sure she does. She. I don't think. I don't think that's the. I think the reason why this setup is so insidious is that from the outside. You, this is again my point about bringing in like a social worker. Not. It's not going to work because. You have them coming in and it's like, oh, well, she's got all the money that she needs. She's fine. You know, right. I mean, it's it's not a money thing. It's a, that's what she said in her statement. Right. She, she doesn't she's not focusing on the financial aspect of this to her. That's something separate. It's the actual agency over her body and her time. Right. That has been taken from her in this situation. And that's not right. Now, uh, what about people like uh, Microwave Michael Jackson, all all of our old buddies? Have they come forward? I know the sister, Jamie Lynn, all of a sudden got mouthy last week and spoke. And I don't know if that was under duress that she didn't speak. You know, there's some family dynamic. Christmas is really difficult at their house. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a little hard to expect family members to be able to get in because it, it's so cool. It, that would be tough. That's I mean, right. They really should just take take out, just say stuff. Like somebody needs to speak. Yes. Well, yes. What I, you know, what I wonder is what about her mother? You know, her mother's not under any regulation or requirement to. Hadn't heard a thing from her. Are they still married? No, no, they're not married. Okay. Okay. I couldn't remember. So, Caitlin, is, have you seen any media from the mom? No, no. Well, her, I, I'm sorry. I just think her whole family is benefiting from this on some level. I yeah, that's true. Yeah, the mother is somewhere too. But really, like her old boyfriends, old friends. Where, where are they on this? They're in the industry just like she is. They can't yeah. just come out and well, they yeah. can, but they won't. 
So, you know, they're all leaving her out to dry. Actually, I mean, I think I saw Christina Aguilera came out and said something. Um, a couple other female pop star people have come out and said some stuff. Okay, good. Today and yesterday. Just but, because she feels so isolated, guys. I mean, besides having a mental illness, and she's sober. I know she walked through sobriety. I don't know where she is. Who doesn't have an right. a mental illness right Exactly. Exactly. Oh, exactly. You're right. You're right. You're exactly right. I, I mean, come on. Like, I, I could, it, it just drives me crazy. Just because somebody has an episode doesn't mean that they're a, an unfit parent. And right. that, I think, I think ultimately the crux of this, the reason why they got her to do all of this is they dangled their kids in front of her, her kids in front of her and access to her children. So that happens to women all the time. Nobody wants to talk about it, but it does. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but we are seeing this kind of slowly fall apart under the public's view, like the scrutiny. But I don't know who's read it, but Bessemer Trust did file um, to leave. They resigned from the conservatorship. Wow. Ooh, that'd be great. And and what, what that means is they're trying to save face. You know, I mean, they don't want to be the ones that are involved in this when it does get terminated, but... Man, they did that yesterday. They, they filed to resign. So I think you're going to see all of these things kind of come into play and start unraveling. But doesn't that mean someone else could then assume their position? I mean, wouldn't Jamie Smokers then have somebody else? I'd love to know the, the legal firm that worked so hard to get Bill Cosby out of prison. Love. love Seriously. That's who I want representing me. Them up. No, you, I'm just saying let's let's start having comp- because at the end of the day, it's like they have the money to pay these legal firms to look at these loopholes. I mean, that's what Cosby did. I know we're not talking about Britney Spears, but it was so staggering to have both of these news stories blow up on the same day yesterday, and to just consider it was insane. To con- well, but I mean, look, if you want to have a conversation about the leniency shown towards sexual predators in this in in, in our legal system, that's literally a whole other podcast. Um, so there's that. But, but we are seeing, a, there is a bleed into Britney Spears' story here because we are talking about a woman's word against her father's. Ultimately, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. And a system that is clearly built to favor good old, good old boy Jamie. So that's, that's what we're seeing. It's crazy. But it's, I don't know, it's, it's not surprising. I'm more annoyed at people's shock than I am almost anything else. Yeah, like we welcome, should, to, we should. welcome to Earth, oh, guys. I'm sorry, but yeah, to expect it. If it didn't happen, we should be shocked. Is what you're saying? If, if it didn't turn out this way, I keep going back to elder abuse. That's a whole industry. What do you I, think it is? Uh, I mean, what do you totally. think that we're like? I mean, yeah, there are physically abusive people, but it's mostly financial abuse. Right. That's what exactly what it is. Back to the dollar. Okay. Yeah. The the Bill Cosby case, Whitney, did you read any of that to see the loopholes that was that were used to allow a predator to walk free? Uh, fill me in because I've been so obsessed with getting Brittany with Frank. Well, I've it, done, yeah. it was I, too, I know it's, yeah. Go ahead. It was too legalese for me, but it was something that and Caitlin, you may know that maybe it was in the trial, like someone wore a red shoe and should have worn a purple one. I mean, it was something so obscure that they said, okay. And he, see, when I first saw the alerts to our, uh, all of us when we got our phone, I thought there was maybe, 
I, I really, in my mind, I couldn't keep you. My, my son was home from Dallas. He came in, he goes, no, mom, he walked out of there a free man. I said, he's exonerated. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. was it. He's not yeah, exonerated. I, I don't know what the loophole is, but do you know the number of women that have come forward? It's 60, 60 right? 60 women. 60 okay. women. And that's not enough? And, and he and he got to walk free. So is he still, he's a convicted felon that yeah. is free for now? I mean, are they going to try him then on these other, I don't know how many women testified in the case. The first woman was a lady in Canada who blew it all up. That was like 2005 or six. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about it. I just, I can't imagine. That's a lot of people being told that their story didn't matter. That's exactly right. That's exactly what happened. And that and we're seeing that with Brittany. It, that's right. why it's the same thing. It's the same conversation. It's I'm here to tell you that I'm not in control of my own body. I'm not allowed to have my own babies, which is so ironic considering her Bible Belt fan base. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, but my God. <laughs> did, she has an IUD that she doesn't want I me. Mean, did they strap her down hog tire? Well, she probably got the IUD, but now she's not allowed to take it out. I think it's just like every other. I mean, I'm only speculating here, but my guess is that it's every, it's just like every other thing that's going on with her. It's that she does something in the moment because she's, that she was told that it makes sense. And then she can't change it. She can't she can't use she can't make decisions for her. OK, can you hear her when she speaks? The yeah. people pleasing aspect she has in oh. everything she says about That's her heartbreaking, how, how codependent she is. It really killed her to do that last week because she's afraid her daddy's going to be mad at her. Yes. That's some crazy stuff right there. She says she she does everything and she does a good job. She's not only good, she's great. And I and I try to be pretty. Uh -huh. And I try to be she pretty. Said she, when she said she was trying to be pretty, my heart, it just broke my heart. You know, I mean, cue waterworks right there. I know, I know. You know, you could hear that little girl saying, just, you know, just tell me I'm good. Mm, and that's and all she wanted. Yeah, and I think you know, that's what that's when people say, well, why hasn't she wanted to end it? Why hasn't she wanted to end it? She didn't want to make anybody mad, mm -mm. especially mm -mm. not her dad. She didn't well, want to make that's mad. why women drop dead of heart attacks on Thanksgiving. That's the whole right. thing. I keep coming back to this. <laughs> the, thing, <laughs> Thanksgiving. the thing that we need to remember about this is not the specialness of it. It is the it is the normalcy of it. The this norm. happens mm -hmm. all the time. And I'm grateful for Britney Spears to come out and do these things. I want good things for her, but I will I will fight hard to keep coming back to the fact that we are only hearing about it because she is Britney Spears. You have to be Britney Spears to get out of this situation, to even have hope of getting out of this situation. And that's- Okay, well, then, then that's a good segue, Caitlin. Let, let's wrap it up. How, if somebody's watching right now, because if we're saying this is normal and you're in a dysfunctional relationship with your family members or somebody, or there's elder abuse, what can people do right now to change their future? That's a Whitney question. I mean, honestly, <laughs> if it's a legal situation, I'm, I'm from my yeah. understanding is it's hard to get out of it. There are so many shades to this though that are more relatable. The people pleasing, how do you get out of it? I don't know what I did. I just listened, I binge listened to Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. That's where I started. I mean, I went to therapy, like, you know. Right. There, it's staggering how relatable her statements are for so many women in different pieces of that statement. It's overwhelming to put it all together. But again, there are a lot of women in really weird code of, Dependent relationships with their dad that are completely connected to money. It's not that 
I don't know. Yeah. She just happens to be the money maker, the breadwinner in this, which is uh, unusual that the child is the one supporting, but it happens. So Whitney, somebody watching right now, listening, because we're uploading this for a podcast as well. Um, If they're in a situation, I mean, who do you turn to? Do you call the police? You call DHS? Who, Who do you call? Who do you call that this is happening to you and your family? That's a good question. And, you know, my answer is it depends. It depends yeah. on where you are, number one. I mean, it, the state laws are any different, you know, for everyone. But I definitely think that you should just try to make sure your voice is heard. If she could have just said said something in court, um, you know, eight years ago, five years ago, two years ago, she had the opportunity to speak in court. And I don't, I'm not shaming her for that because I think she was terrified. I know she was terrified. So that's the main thing is just to allow your voice to be heard, whatever way that is. And if you need to take your pen out and draft a petition on a piece of notebook paper and, thought, you know, sign your name to it, the judge will at least hear your voice. Um that's that's the main thing she says that she didn't know how to end it or that it could be ended i totally believe that you know how are you how would you know that how would you know how to do that well i mean the fact that she was afraid to speak up proves that she's being abused Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right yeah you know the fact that she was led to believe that there was no way out that's what abusers make you believe Mm -hmm. i mean you think of how many things that she's accomplished in her life what has been done to her to make her feel like she can't get out of this? I think we're going to be unpacking this narrative I, for the next 10 years, because eventually no one can stop her from writing a book. I mean, if they don't grant her what she wants, I get the sense, thank God, that she's like not going to stop. But again, I just want to come back to this. She's Britney Spears. She can do that. Simon and Schuster will be stoked. Penguin Press will be ready. TMZ right. will show up. There's just a lot of other normal looking people that are in these crazy situations that don't have this kind of help. And I hope this case really kind of starts kicking all that stuff in the balls. It's not okay. It's just not okay. Just not okay. That's just, mm-hmm. it's just not okay. Okay. Do we have to talk about our real housewives of Beverly Hills and Erica Jane, Erica Girardi and the fact, talk about legal troubles. <laughs> She's, <laughs> I think she's but a little bit of a pickle. All right, I have like emotional whiplash because now I'm now I'm in a space where I don't feel sorry for anyone. That was so weird. But I'm it's okay. It happened. It was invisible. No one could see it. No but, one saw it. But damn, yeah. Oh God. What, uh, Whitney? Whitney, do you follow any of that? Well, I don't watch Real Housewives, but for some reason. I get, you know, I see, I don't, I see that, you know, the only, this is sad, but my own, my main news source is Instagram these days. And so it'll come through the explore page and I can just see commentary on it. Yeah. So I just read the gossip, but, um, that's just, it's a very interesting case because he did the ultimate no, no. Now she's playing. He, he spent his client's money, which for a lawyer, that's the ultimate no, no. On um, her and spend it on her. She it on she she doesn't have her forty thousand dollar a month glam team. And have you seen the picture of her, Caitlin, <laughs> pumping the gas there in Beverly Hills? She looks like a hate. She no. looks horrible, like the rest of us do. She most looks of the time. like a normal person right. now. These right. people all look embalmed, like they're marionette weird. I mean, all these poor. I was just thinking about these housewives today. Like they look like they're standing in front of a jet engine. 
But <laughs> hair, hair is blown back, lips are yeah. Blown I mean, up. some of them kind of look like blow up dolls. I, I just I don't understand what's going on with these people emotionally. Um, but um, that whole storyline is is pure Schadenfreude. I don't feel sorry for anyone <laughs> in that situation. I don't feel sorry for people that got in business with that man. Uh, I mean, but I thought he was a legitimate lawyer because of his past cases. You know, he got famous with. I can't remember. That's, yeah, that's interesting. One of the big he, ones. He's a lawyer in Los Angeles, right? Oh, right. Got it. Got oh, it. Okay. Just, okay. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah. That emotional <laughs> whiplash has you thinking too much now. It's just <laughs> it's just like one of these things where I just, it was like when Luann got pulled over. I was like, well, maybe that's the moment she needed. I don't know. I, I don't, she didn't get, she didn't hurt anybody. And with her, with, with what's her face's husband, it's like, but was she was she complicit though? Did Erica did she know? And yeah, then we have criminals in both husband and wife. And now that they're busted up, but I don't have I don't know how I'm going to go on. But I'm dying to see what happens. So maybe maybe this is like the other end of the spectrum in the universe. Where now it's just this funny thing where they can't technically prove that she was in on it because he was the one. It's not like she could take the money. So all she has to do is be like. Yeah, I love this person. This guy did my hair, and here's my car. I don't know. Like it's, like, I don't know. We'll never know. I'm really gonna miss all those performances she had. Oh, I really did. I guess she never really performed except for on the show because I don't think she was really any kind of star except for in her own mind and his. God, but that was my favorite thing about Luann is how much she. That's what I love about her is how much she. Oh, money can't buy class. Oh, money can't buy. Oh, painful. Painful. Yes, because she's yes. She's so happy. So she was so happy. She was so happy. It's like a cruise singer. It's fabulous. Yes. yes. Countess. Audience. Right. The Countess had one song, one hit wonder. She was the uh, vanilla ice of her uh, Beverly Hills or New York era. I love, I think Luann's really pretty, though. I just want to I feel like I she's do. the one that looks the least. Uh, I do too. But I think Erica Jane's also, maybe it's because Erica Jane has been blown up and done. I don't know what Erica Jane really looks like. Luann does look kind of normal. Yeah, she looks like a normal yeah. gorgeous person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, right. Rather than a whatever that is, artificial intelligence. Yeah, the, like, the simulated. Yes. Good, yeah, it's not even real. Not even a real. lot of assistance. Whatever. But I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm, no. Do what you need to do. I'm not right. in that department at all. Same girl. You do you. Okay, you guys are great. We wrapped it up in 40 minutes. We solved the problems of the world while the rest of America is icing your beer for 4th of July. We're here with our hashtag free Brittany. We did it. We did it. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.